Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Sons Furnace with me, Robert. Man, that mole. Yes. Obviously, PP is slacking today, so... Peter's priorities are all in the wrong place. You know, like that. He, he decided that the church was... Crazy. Was everyone here? No, I'm going to go into church and call that he's not here. Fix up, Peter. Shame Fam. on you. Fam. Fam. How dare... Like, we've got podcasts. You're out here trying to listen to the word of God. Fam. Exactly, bro. These times, the word of God is on YouTube whenever you want it. Bro. Like, he, he ain't heard podcasts. He ain't heard, like, audible Bibles and them things there. Me. Nah, you're slacking. And the pastor ain't going to be saying anything new anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just regurgitating the, the same old sermons. Trust me. Every day feeding up the 5,000. Come on. <laughs> All them things there, fam. <laughs> well, anyway, cool. So, yeah, Peter's not here, so it's just Robert and Moses. Hey. So, you know, this podcast's going to be a bit more ratchet today. Mm. <laughs> Especially with the topic I haven't had. <laughs> oh, swear. Oh, swear. I'll try to okay. keep as, as, as clean as possible, otherwise people will have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> this fire will, will mysteriously get corrupted. Trust me. But anyway, let's go. Sorry, not sorry. One for one? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. You can go first. Uh, cool. So, the question I have for you is, um, so I've been reading um, First Corinthians this week. Mm. And um, one of the verses talking about our bodies being vessels for the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. And the whole thing of the Holy Spirit indwelling within us. Yes. My question is, once the Holy Spirit is within you, is mm-hmm. it possible for him to leave? And if so, mm-hmm. is it then possible for him to come back based on like how you're living your life? And so like, personally, I don't believe that he will leave. Um, I don't believe he will leave. I, I believe that you can quench the spirit in terms of um, not listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and go counter to the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. But I believe that... Once the Holy Spirit is in you, he doesn't leave. Um, essentially because, like, it's by the Holy Spirit coming into us or dwelling in and dwelling us that we're born again. Mm. And so the Holy Spirit um, indwells us whilst we are, as Paul would say, dead in sin. And Paul then goes on to say, what can separate us from the love of God? Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. Um, but it's, it, there's that that tension that yes we are sinners but the Holy Spirit compels us to walk towards righteousness and holiness um, but the reality of the situation is some people their life doesn't quite flesh out in that manner um, so yeah I, I believe that pe- we may have periods of straying away from the Holy Spirit blah 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 but I believe the Holy Spirit will kind of guide us and lead us back to God um and so it kind of begs the question if like you quote unquote fall away and never come back was the holy spirit dwelling in you in the first place and my current answer would be no i don't believe the holy spirit was dwelling in you in the first place i don't the bible says the gifts of the of of god are without repentance in that like you can fall short and god doesn't take it away from you you never hit the standard or hit the mark to receive it in the first place so i don't believe the holy spirit leaves you so what so what do you say about someone like Peter's best friend Jahazel? So my question my question <laughs> Peter's best friend. My question <laughs> there would be um so it would be twofold. Firstly in saying that God's not finished with him yet. Um we don't know the end of the story. Um it it would be awkward if he came back to faith. There I don't say there will be an initial awkward period because you are so on quote unquote, on fire for faith and then you stepped out and then you are so on fire denouncing the faith that you once affirmed. And then to come back to it, it'll be very humbling. Yeah. It'll be a very humbling transition back into it. Um, and that's partially why I, I'm starting to move away about being so vocally passionate about my theological stances. Because I'm like, I may realize later on that okay i was wrong on this part on this stance and if if that's the case i want to put myself in a position where it's like i can humble myself without almost 
having to backtrack. Yeah, having to backtrack on everything that I said. I'm, oh, cool. So I guess I was wrong there. Cool. This is what I believe now. Um, while still leaving room for growth within that. Um, so yeah, the the argument from Jahazel's part, and I don't know, argument from Jahazel's part is only time will tell if he ever had the Holy Spirit. Because if he dies still affirming what he, he affirmed, then I'll say, no, nah, I don't believe he had the Holy Spirit in the first place. But if later down the line he actually transitions back, then my argument would be either he had the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has moved him back or he received the Holy Spirit on the second time. Um, so that would be my argument. Okay. Um, yeah, that would be my argument. Um, and that's the understanding that I have and I've held it for a long time and I still kind of stand by it mm. so I'm happy with that and just quickly um what how, how would you define quenching when it comes to the Holy Spirit so quenching would be actively turning a blind eye to how you feel God is leading you so it's it's, it's like actively um actively cutting short your uh, sanctification and just the Holy Spirit leading you. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And it's in recognising God's leadership, you actively turn away from it. Mm. So you feel God saying, do this. And you're like, actually, no, I'm going to do this. It gets to a point where you start to desensitise yourself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I believe quenching the Spirit comes in. The more we say yes to God, the more we become sensitive to his leadership. Um, even Jesus says, um, if you if you um, obey my, you will know my love by obeying my commandments. And so it's like by in obeying his commandments and obeying the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we become more sensitive and more aware of God's activity in our lives. And so doing the opposite, we become less aware of it. That's that's my current understanding. That's what I believe anyways. Cool. Okay. I'm happy with that. Dope. Um, so for you, my question is, there's the statement, um, obviously like birds of a feather flock together and all of them things there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be a giant, surround yourself with giants. Show me your friends and I'll show you your character. Um, I legit just used that saying like this week in something I had to do for church. <laughs> and... My question is, how do we then apply that to Jesus? Mm. Okay, so um, it's so funny you ask this question. So, like this week, I had to like do like a little talk on what, on what my favorite psalm was, mm. and I talked about Psalm One because mm-hmm. obviously the first psalm. <laughs> That's what it comes to. Jokes aside, so um, yeah. So at the beginning, it talks about not um, walking in line with like sinners and mockers and them things there. Mm. And the approach I kind of came to to um to it was um like you said that thing show me your friends and I'll show you who you are yeah and that it's very hard to remain holy when you're around unholy people doing unholy things mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier for your morality to be chipped away when you're around immoral people mm. and that's not to say that you can't be like a light in that place. Mm-hmm. But um, what did I say? I said it's easier for you to bring them down to your level than it is to pull people up to yours, because mm-hmm. gravity is gravity's working in their favor. And um, I think that Jesus was probably the exception, um, just because even though he was fully man, he was also fully God. Mm-hmm. So so there was a holiness about him that I feel meant that he couldn't be corrupted by mm-hmm. human sin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we see that in like when the devil tempted him, like because of his relationship with God and his understanding of the word. Yeah. There was, there was nothing the devil could do to tempt him to, to, to go against what he knew he had to do. And in the same way, I, I feel like because of that relationship that he had and that grounding he had in the word, there wasn't anything that any human could possibly do to bring him down to their level. Mm. And so if if they can't bring him down to their level, the only other option was for him to bring them up to his mm. or like bring him closer to him. Um, so 
I think that, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so 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 I think that Jesus was just too holy to be able to be brought down to our level. Mm. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, so essentially, you're leaning on the divinity of God of of Jesus as a means to. So it's like he's not he's not as weak as us. Yeah. Character wise, he's not as flawed as us because of his divinity and so he is able to choose as you said yeah ability to choose not to sin every single time he's able to pull people up as opposed to people dragging them down yes um which is a which is a good point and i don't i haven't historically um touched on that when or thought about that when criticizing that um, that piece of advice or wisdom, because um, I always saw it as like, like Jesus calls us to go to the marginalised, uh, to the different community, people groups, and stuff. Um, and so, if we're to shy away from it, and Jesus didn't only go to them; he like lived amongst them. He 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 was described by the Pharisee. Well, he just that the Pharisees saw him as a drunkard and a glutton. And I'm like, yo, for man them to call you a drunkard and a glutton, that means you must you're, up. Bro, <laughs> you were in there. All the like, red cups swept. <laughs> bro, the first the first miracle recorded was you was you making that like, good good drinks. That's a rock. No no one's seat. there. Mm. And it's, it's just like that's that's the first way that you that he displayed his glory. And it's just like rah by making alcohol. But there is there is a reality that Jesus is fully God and fully man. Um, and in him being fully God and fully man, he is Im- not immune, but there is something greater at work within him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um so I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That was an angle that I hadn't considered before. Yeah. I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Yeah. And I was saying, even in Jesus telling us to go and serve the marginalized and stuff, I feel that there's also, there needs to be an acknowledgement of the weaknesses that we have. Mm-hmm. So, yes. like, if you're, like, a recovering alcoholic, maybe going to go and preach in bars isn't isn't the best thing for you that's, to do. That's not the best thing to do. No. Yeah. Maybe in an AA meeting. Yes. But in a bar. Mm. Yeah. Because again, all it takes is, oh, just have one drink. It'll be okay. Um, let's, celebrate, let's celebrate us having the Holy Spirit together. <laughs> By drinking this other spirit. Come on. Well, it's only WKD. It's only like 4% inside of it. <laughs> you need to that not wicked. These times, it's just stay away from the wicked things of, of this world. Crazy. But yeah, all right, let's get into today's episode. Yes, so, you know what? I was originally coming in today to have like a very theologically deep conversation. Mm. Had it all planned out and everything. But then Pete decided not to come. So I thought, okay, let's have a bit of fun today. <laughs> <laughs> so, the answer is probably no, but I'm going to ask anyway. Mm. Have you heard Cardi B's new song, WAP? I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot about it. I haven't actually heard it. (laughs) And I think that there there was an intentionality around not listening to it. Okay. But I've heard a lot about it. So, like, I didn't listen to it until, I think, maybe a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, Just because I don't think I've ever listened to a a Meg The Stallion song. And, yeah, not really on Cardi B these days as much. But um, I saw all all the hubbub about it. Even... Even Ben Shapiro was was like listening to it. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> go on, listen to this thing, bro." <laughs> so, so I, I listened. I listened to it once, and it was interesting. So I'm going to give you a couple of the lyrics. <laughs> I can't give you all of them because of the vulgarity. Um, I think I think Twitter's Twitter Twitter's very much just short. Where yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. So the 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 song starts off. Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. <laughs> Great way to start <laughs> to start the song. Okay. Oh, just just before we go on, do you know what WAP stands for? Yes, I believe so. Great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So, yeah, Cardi B talks about having to bring a bucket and a mop for this. For this whap. <laughs> give, every, give me everything you've got for this whap. <laughs> there she goes, be it up, catch a case, extra large, extra hard, put this whap in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that line's kind of hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that line's kind of hard. Yeah, and it goes. Oh, no, 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 no. I won't. I won't. If you want to go, you go listen to it, people, go listen to it, and then let me know what you think. Honestly, I don't think I'm gonna be listening to it again. Because um, it for wasn't Peter, for Robert to say he's not listening to it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like Tory Lane's thing that that we talked about the other time. Mm. That was buzz. I think like I think that was harder than than this one. Um, but. But like even that song, I, I, I haven't listened to like in like a million years. But for this one, there wasn't enough lyric, lyrical, lyricalosity in it mm. to make me go back. And yeah, and we just ain't trying to fall into a lustful sin by watching wow. them videos. I them man got um, yeah, that video is gonna be filth, <laughs> absolute filth. And so, um, what did I want to talk about in regards to this? I wanted to talk about um, role models. <laughs> And so people look at people like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion and how they've like completely changed their lives around. Mm-hmm. Now, Cardi B used to be a stripper and now she's a multi-billion selling rapper, entrepreneur, all these things there. Mm-hmm. And like, like people look at her and say, fam, she's a role model. So, so like to some people, she's a role model. Yeah. Um, and same with Meg Thee Stallion and all of that good stuff. Um, I, you as a father with a daughter, Mm-hmm. How would you feel about your daughter looking up to people like Cardi B and Magda Stallion as as a role model? As a role model, that would be problematic. I think <clears throat> there will be um, <clears throat> it will be one thing to listen to their music. It would be another thing to like hold them up as role models. Now, arguably, the music we listen to influences us to various degrees. And people argue that you only listen to music <clears throat> that resonates and like things that either you're intrigued by or want to do or whatever. But something within that music resonates. Um, I argue back that yes, historically yes, but now it's just the vibes. Mm. Like people don't even listen to the words anymore. It's just the vibes of the song. Um, and then, like halfway. <laughs> In the millennium, you realize, oh snap, that's what they were talking about. That's mad. Come on. Um, but in the in the moment, it's the vibes that kind of that kind of get you. Um, so even like when I was a kid, I was all listening to Missy Elliott get your freak on, and even now, just just the title, I'm like, raw. But back then, that's like, that was the vibes. That that was the vibes. And it's just like, it was just the beat. It was just the flow. Like, forget all the words. Um, and even Minute Man, Missy Elliott, Minute Man. Break me up, show me what you got. And it's just like, it's just the beat. It's just the vibes. Like, Timberland was doing a madness with the productions back in the day. Um, and it wasn't until recently. I'm just like, raw, you men are actually going all in. For back in back in them days, anyways, like right now, every man's just on like two point oh. Um, so I I would argue that just because they're listening to the music doesn't necessarily mean that that's their role models. But if if tra- if it transitions to the point where it's just like, nah, like I want to be like Cardi B, I gotta sit you down and be like, yo, where are your values and your morals? <laughs> like, w- w- what? Okay, my qu- yeah. Okay, my question is, what is wrong with having Cardi B as as a role role model for you? Because it's it's just the lifestyle. It's um, well, I guess you could argue from Rahab's position, um, because like <laughs> she was part of Jesus' lineage and stuff, and like David and them things. There, I'm like, yeah, like God can use God can use Cardi B and that. I'm like, but she's not trying to. She stands. She doesn't stand for anything that aligns with the values and morals that I believe I have handed down to. Never hustling, like grinding to to get your money up. But even even then, I would be like, 
So, okay, I would ask, what about Cardi B makes her stand out to you as a role model? So if, if it's a case of a work ethic, then that can be all right, cool. Like, she puts... Or whatever. Um, Play, I'm playing devil, the, 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 the devil's advocate. I think that a lot of people like Cardi B because of how unapologetically herself she is and has 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 always been. Yeah. So like so like she, she she's always been this like carefree, funny, ratchet, yeah, kind of kind of woman. And like Bunny hasn't changed how she is. Mm-hmm. She's like been the same through and through. And like and I, I, and like I think a lot of people have like resonated with that about mm-hmm. her. And I think. If if um, that is the stance that my daughter was taking, I would be cool with that, but I will still challenge her from the position of Cardi B is un- unapologetically her. Are you trying to be unapologetically yourself or unapologetically Cardi B? Oh, hey, the boss. <laughs> So it's like you can, and this, this is the thing about any role model, because um, this is how we get, we start to put people on pedestals and they start to hold, um, they, they become idols. And even like in just day to day, idol is not a bad word. Ah, oh, that's my idol, pop idol, blah, blah, blah. But biblically, idols are, are problematic. Mm. And it's a case in which if Cardi B has become an idol now, we've got to tear that altar down. Yeah. It's like you can have respect for her, you can have respect for her hustle, and you can like try to glean and whatever. But I'm just like, yo, like, firstly, Jesus is the best role model you can get because he was unapologetically himself. Um, and he stood up for what he believes was right. Like he did what he was supposed to do, what he came to do and everything. So it's, I would argue from that perspective, but I also recognize that God has placed us in a community and we will look up to certain people within this community, whether good or bad, right or wrong. We all look up to different people in this community. But the question, the challenge would always be, and even if like, God forbid, my children grew up and it's like, I don't want to be a Christian or anything like that. And, and so I'm not even arguing. I'm not even trying to have this conversation from a position of, but this is what you believe. Because they're, they're not trying to hear that talk. My argument would be, does this, does like what you're trying to emulate represent you in the best light? Mm. Does it represent you in the best light? And it's like, if this is what you admire about this person, then make it your own as opposed to trying to be this person. It's like I can I can admire Jay-Z's hustle without trying to build another Rockefeller. Yeah. I can admire um be like I can admire something about someone. I can admire Les Twins' dancing abilities without trying to be a professional dancer. I'd be like, no, I'm gonna take that same dedication that they've had for their craft and I'm gonna channel it into my photography mm. because I admire that. And that's one thing that I do. It's like whenever I, I don't feel um inspired or anything like that, I just kind of watch their videos and I'm just like, no, nah, these guys have been consistent for over a decade. Yeah. And they've just been putting in work. And it's like, no, like, let's let's continue with the work rate. So even guys like Ninth Wonder, I look at his stuff and I'm just like, yo, I would love to be able to make beats like that. But then I just listen to his philosophy. I'm just like, yeah, like this guy, he sees it as as more than just I'm making music, but as a part of me. It's, a, it's like he recognises his uniqueness and the unique um, the unique part of him that comes out when it comes and it comes to him producing music and he's embraced it and I'm, and it's a reminder for me to embrace my unique, uniquenesses when it comes to my craft and what I'm doing and so that that then is like yes this is a role model and I'm kind of looking at him but I'm not trying to be him I'm taking the elements that resonate with me and I'm making them my own and I'm trying to run with it and so yes it's not from a position of forget everybody else just look at Christ but even when you look at other people which we all will take the elements that resonate and apply it to your life as opposed to just trying to lift it and then apply it to your life. Yeah, yeah. That um like one for one. So that would be my challenge to her. I wouldn't want her like start dressing up like Cardi B and everything's there. Like I'm not on it. My eldest is already telling me like um one of her favorite rappers is six nine. 
<laughs> and as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, from time the guy snitched, I can't listen to him no more. What's your and with snitching and being a rapper? Bro, you can't, you can't claim affiliation with a culture that disagrees with the very thing that you're doing. Say that one more time. You can't, you can't claim affiliation with a culture that disagrees. You can't like, yeah, you can't claim affiliation with a, with a specific culture where it's like, and I'm part of the gang culture. And then you're snitching, which is one of the fundamental things they don't do. I mean, it's what they say they don't do. It's what they say they don't do. Yes, it is what they say they don't. But you did it so publicly that is very much a slap against the culture. But in his defense, he did claim it. He didn't snitch and then say he didn't snitch. He snitched and said, yeah, I did. And what, you guys are still going to listen to my music. And people still went and listened to his music. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's problematic because the culture is still embracing him. Well, some of the culture is still embracing him. Because I know there are rappers that are like, yeah, I'm not going to mess with this guy no more. Mm. Well, I feel like a lot of people weren't even messing with him to begin with because he was on that madness. Like, I was watching this video about how he was trash-talking Nipsey Hussle after the guy is dead. And then two twos, he's taking pictures in front of Nipsey Hussle's mural. And it's like, bro, what are you on? (laughs) He just made antagonistic for you know antagonistic sake. Like the guy, I saw the video. The guy is literally on his IG or whatever talking about your favorite rapper got shot in his face and he's dead. I'm like, raw, bro, like, chill out. <laughs> so yeah, his his character is a bit out of all over the place, all over um, the place. Okay, so back to role models. Let's take it away from the superstardom. Um, so as as a man. Mm-hmm. With a wife and mm-hmm. with daughters, mm-hmm. um, how much responsibility do you think, or like, how, how yeah, how much responsibility do you, do you have? Do you think you need to have in making sure that your daughter has like good role models around her, as in like not not like the superstars, but like on, on like the day to day people she will like, people. she will like interact with and stuff. Or is that something best 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 left for your wife to do? Um, no, so I think I think it's something that both of us, um, both of us have a have an input into. Um, for the most part, we won't have. Not for the most part. There's there's a a certain degree of us not having control over some of the role models, some of the people that she's exposed to, mm. just by virtue of like she goes to school, so the character and nature of different certain teachers. In fact, we can pick a good school, but we can't pick the teachers that are employed within those schools. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so there'll be, and those teachers will, will have a dramatic impact on them, like what subjects they enjoy, how they view themselves, their self-esteem and stuff like that. Like there's countless stories of teachers say, saying to a child, ah, oh, your drawings are rubbish. And the person just folds and stop drawing, stops drawing, simply just based on that one one, one comment. Um, and so that there's a there's a degree to which I won't be able to have any say or much say over the individuals that can potentially be a role model. Um, I think, but for the first like five six years of our children's lives, we are their greatest role models. Mm. Like they they are seeing the world through us. Like we're we're showing them what the world looks like, um, how to interact, blah blah blah. And so my immediate concern goes to not necessarily being a good role model, but living authentically and living out my relationship with God authentically before them practically and actively living it out before them and hoping that something of that takes shape and takes form within them and starts to resonate with them Mm -hmm. um and so there's i I keep going to this quote and it it forever stands out to me um it's not uh, it's not a parent's duty to raise godly children but it's the parents duty that their parents have godly their children have godly parents come on so i'll say that again it's not a parent's duty to raise godly children 
but it's their duty to ensure their children have godly parents. And I think that is for the first stage of their life is the greatest role model you can give them is godly parents. who shows them what a functional household ought to look like. Um, who isn't afraid to say I'm sorry, who isn't afraid to like say I made a mistake here and I, I am trying to make things right, even if your child is two, to let them know that saying sorry and admitting your faults is okay. Um, so all of those things there and just living life in a way that is vulnerable, in a way that is authentic and showing your children that you are going, you are on the journey of like self-development and self-improvement um, as well, like and that being shaped by the hands of God. Is something that we ought to do. Um, and then as they grow up to be intentional about how you, I would say curate the adults around them and the children around them. Mm. So like picking play dates and like taking them off to families' houses and stuff like that. Being intentional about whose houses and which kids you kind of let them play with. That also shapes them and it almost limits the amount of people that they are able to have uh, make um, role models out of. Um, But it starts to hit a stage where you have less and less control and say, the more independent they become, the less control you have. Um, But it doesn't negate the influence you have. So you can still influence them. You don't have as much direct control. as So you can go over there, you can't go over there. So, yeah, I think it, it, it develops. It almost morphs as, as the children grow up. Yeah. Um, so with my eldest daughter, I'm in that position where I recognise that I don't really have much control just due to the nature of my relationship with her mum at the minute, which is much better than it was before. And me just seeing her on the weekends and stuff like I don't I know of her friends by name I don't actually know them whereas her mom knows them, but I see it as my input is very much an influential one, so influencing her and like praying with her and just speaking and stuff like that with her. So yeah, but with the children now in terms of the two youngest ones, I'm like yeah like I actively have. There's, there's an active role within shaping and curating their spaces. And so I'm a lot more intentional there. And I try to, yeah, just be the first example to show my daughter that, like, I love I love your wife, um, your mum. And I'm committed and devoted to this family, regardless of whatever may happen. Come on. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that would be the answer for me. It's a bit long-winded, but it, it kind of went through different stages. Yeah of children's lives um so yeah at the beginning when they're born like it's it's the parents it's you you being a godly role model to them and then as they grow up being intentional about who you kind of take them around um whilst all the all the all the while trying to influence how they view the world and doing that through the word of god um shaping their worldviews and stuff through the word of god not in a controlling or manipulative way, but in a way that encourages them to know God for themselves. Yeah. And then as they grow up, it's just natural. You won't have as much control, but you will have influence. Yeah. And so still just being that godly example, regardless of whatever they do say or whatever part they, path they kind of take. I hear you. And I also think that if possible, maybe have like conversations about other people's characters mm. and like and like why... You may not agree with how they, how certain people are carrying themselves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think James is James is really good with that, where stuff will happen. Like we, we might even be us be watching TV, and then someone will be like, "Oh, you're stupid," <laughs> and then James would be like, "That's not a nice word, is it? No. How do you think it made other person feel? This and that. So is that person being nice right now? No." And then just just stuff like that where it's kind of getting layer to evaluate actions and words and stuff like that and emotions and feelings. Um, so yeah, and even taking it further, as you were saying, just in terms of like actual characteristics of people, yeah. um, which we ha- we have done. There's there's been a, a few people in her school in her classroom that have been problematic, um, and just kind of talking her through 
ah, this person did this. So what do you think about that? How do you think it made this person feel? Do you think that was a nice thing to do? And kind of walking them through that. Um, but yeah, even like them kids there, we didn't, we, I didn't know that those kids were going to be in the class. Mm. But there's kids in the class that are acting like Akuma's their father. <laughs> All the savages. <laughs> um, Oh man, have you ever has has there ever been like a thing? Repeat that again, please. So like right now, man saved in it, but there mm-hmm. were but but there were times when we weren't saved in it. Mm-hmm. So there might still be friendships from like the unsaved times. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um. I'm I, I'm assuming that Jumelia has more female friends than you do. Hmm. Arguably. Okay. Well, okay. So, so like, okay. Let's say. Okay. Now, a- active female friends. Yes. Yeah. So, if if there were any like like let's say friends from her unsafe times that mm-hmm. like were, were coming around and stuff, and you didn't feel comfortable with them being around your children, how would that conversation go with Jamelia? Or would you just like trust in her ability to pick good friends, even before so, her safe state? Do you know what Jamelia? has been a Christian since young. Mm. Young, young, young. Like, her parents used to... So her parents became Christians much later in life than Jamelia did. So her parents used to send both her and her brother to church every Sunday so that they can have the house to themselves. Um, (laughs) Them plans there were... Use the church as a babysitter, yeah. Hey, come on. (laughs) So they were exposed to just God and the things of God and Jesus and like the Bible from young. And they subsequently came to faith much, a much younger stage. And so most of their friendships and stuff were all based in and around church. So they had friends in school, blah, blah, blah. But, and also they had a big family. So most of their friends are family friends and church friends. Some school friends remain um so because of that gems has been a good judge of character not just because of church but just how she's wise she's been a good judge of character and by virtue of how things have kind of gone friendships have like trailed off and things have kind of diminished blah 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 um just by virtue of time moving past so the friends that I do know of currently, I have no qualms them being around Leia. I have no qualms with them like babysitting Leia when we're not home, stuff like that. I don't, I don't really have many um, any qualms. But also, I, I trust in Gems, uh, Gems's judge of character. So yeah, I'm I'm quite com- comfortable and confident in Jamila's judge of character. Mm. Um, so I don't think I'll have any qualms there. Uh, if I do have an issue, then I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation. But I'll, I'll need to have, like, tangibles. Actually, no, I don't need to have tangibles. I'll just be like, no, nah, I'm not feeling that version. Not feeling the vibe. I'm not feeling the vibes from that version. I'm not I'm not comfortable with her babysitting my daughter. Do you, do you think vibe is enough of a, of a reason not to want someone in, like, your wife or daughter's lives? Yeah. Hmm. I'll make sure I keep that one <laughs> in the talk. I'll be like, well, Moses said. <laughs> I, do, I do believe, I do believe it isn't, I do believe it is sufficient because sometimes you're able to discern some, some stuff without being able to put a finger on it. Yeah. And just be like, there's just something about this version that I'm, I'm not too, too comfortable with. And there's been a few versions like that. Um, not whilst we've been married, but just previously. And like, Time has shown that, yeah, like, this version just hasn't panned out to be um, who or what they had presented themselves to be. But in in saying that as well, if I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really liking this person's vibes, I may later on realise that, no, like, I was actually in the wrong. This, this person is actually cool peoples. Mm. And in that, in that situation, to be as vocal about saying that as I was about saying I don't like their vibe. Mm. 
And I think that that's where the balance kind of comes in, where it's like I'm not just slating anyone that I don't I don't like, but I'm also able to admit that actually I was wrong about this person. Um, obviously, depending on what, what I had requested in terms of I don't talk to this person, I don't bring this person around me or whatever, it may have done some damage to the relationship and I have to live with that. So it's gems. But yeah, I do, I, if if my wife said to me, I'm like, I don't like the vibes of this relationship, I don't like the vibes of this person, I'd be like, cool. What, like, let's let's talk, how, how, should, how would you like me to rectify it? I'm happy to just be like, cool, like, relationship done. Mm. I'm cool to say that, um, but some people aren't. It's but... Crazy, I think yeah, I think it's a bit wild, just like just because of like your husband or wife is who you're going to go home with at the end of the day. <laughs> so surely that should be the relationship you're trying to protect the most. But yeah, there's there's and even in that there's elements of it where it's just like, are you is your like your vibes about them coming from a place of insecurity? Mm. Is it coming from a place of like actual discernment? Is it coming from a place of brokenness or like godliness and being able to sometimes we're not able to discern that as clearly because it is our brokenness and so we're just like no I I feel iffy about this um maybe like girls like that hurt you in the in the past so it's like I'm not trying to have my daughter around girls like that or whatever um so yeah being able to discern that as well but it is as you said like the marriage is is the primary thing that I'm trying to safeguard I'm trying to prioritize and pour, pour all my energies into so I'm more than happy to be like yeah you, you gotta go either that or just be like you gotta like arrange something else oh. Re- reevaluate the relationship to ensure that the woman that I'm spending my life with feels upheld within this and sometimes that means not listening to Cardi B Fam? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it means not watching the music videos Yo, <laughs> that music video was wild. I can't even like, <laughs> bro. Do you know what? Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to see what the music video is about. Nah, 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 nah. There's Sorry. a part of me that wants to, but I'm, I'm just like, bullet for you. After, after bro, I'm the bullet like, for you. I gotta die to self. I gotta kill the flesh, boy. Amen. Amen. So how about yourself? If your door was like Cardi B, yeah, let's let's do this. How would you respond? Ooh, if my daughter wanted to be the next Cardi B, um, I really like what 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 you said about trying not to. Sh- I'm I'm telling her not to try and be the best version of Cardi B, but rather be the best version of of, of herself. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice. Um, I think that like with anyone or anything, there is good that good that can be gleaned from them. Mm-hmm. If there's good inside them, sometimes people are just like overall trash or there's something <laughs> beneficial you can you can receive from them. But like if um if there is some good things, so like with Cardi B, her whole thing of one being authentically herself, and mm-hmm. two not allowing how she began in life to dictate how she ended up. Mm. I think those are lessons that can be lifted, and mm-hmm. like we repackaged in a way that can be beneficial or like mm. positive um but then also like talking to my daughter about how women are perceived when they act and behave like cardi b and dress like cardi b mm. and um yeah because because there are goods and there's negatives and just about letting her know that the world is the world and um people will take perceive you in a certain way and try and take you try and take advantage of you in a certain way if you portray yourself to be a certain way even if that's not who you actually are yeah but what if she tries especially in terms of like their talk their dressing and stuff tries to flip the script and talk about um how society has over sexualized the black female body and she's trying to take it back emancipate the black female body from under the tyrannage of the patriarchal society that just seeks to like dampen female black females expressing themselves because their bodies have been overly sexualized i mean up to 18 the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> um after 18 i think you know what 
like I've shown you how like I've I've lived my life and mm. I'm and like you've seen how your mother dresses and how she carries herself and the problems that come or don't come with with that. You've seen how um other people that we've had in our lives have dressed and like how and how that has worked out for them. And like by then I'm sure she she um, she, she would have had her own experiences. Her friends would have like their, their their own experiences. Mm. So for me, it's just about saying, okay, take all the information that you have, and make a good decision on that. Right. Um, don't try and live your life based on ideals that don't hold up when they are scrutinized, because mm. because because there are, there are a lot out there. Um, like with the whole. Though the, the female body has ha, has been has been over sexualized, so I'm gonna dress skimpily. I mean, that sounds nice, but <laughs> but the world hasn't changed. Um, just because you're you're deciding to dress that way, and so you're still going to get the attention of these people who have over sexualized the female yeah. body. Like you doing that isn't going to make them change how they perceive the the like female body, and you'll get a lot more negative attention than um. You would want, and you and like and like there's already that the like understanding that the body has been oversexualized. Mm-hmm. So why would you then put yourself in a position where people will oversexualize you, mm. or like okay. give them more fuel, or like give them more fuel to the fire? And then yeah, it's just about like challenging thought processes, and um. But then yeah, at the end of the day, like your life is your life. There's only so much I can do up to yeah. a certain point. That's a good answer. I like that. Well, you know, I think that would be a nice place to round up for today. Sure. Cool. Hookups? Um, I always get here. I'm just like, what's, your, what's my hookup? Okay, let me go first. So my hookup is an artist, um, Ivorian doll. <laughs> you shared that before. No, you, you told me about it before, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she is... Um, a UK female drill rapper. I think that will tell you uh, everything that you need to know about her. <laughs> but she has got she's got she got two two bars. She got two two bars. Um go and check out her song Rumors. <laughs> it's a great song. Not a great song, it's an okay song, it's a vibe. Um yeah. Rumors Ivorian doll. Um Lecre- I think this one is more so a post like a pre Pre whatever you call it, um, Lecrae is about to drop an album called Restoration. Okay. Um, so it, it's an album, it's a documentary, and it's a book. So he's he's looking to shell out and everything, where. But apparently, this may be his last album. Oh really? Yeah, it's maybe. Apparently, he's he's hanging up the music title. So yeah, we don't know. But yeah, there's a new, a new album coming out. I can't remember when it was. I think it was. I think the documentary is out. I think the documentary came out on the 14th. But the album's meant to drop as, as well. He's got two um, singles out from it: "Zombie" and "Drown." Any good? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I feel about Lecrae? I feel like ever since he tried to stop being a quote-unquote Christian rapper, mm-hmm. he just hasn't been like very good at doing anything else. Yeah, I feel like I, he tried I, to do I the like yeah he like he like tried to do the, the like inspirational stuff, but there were like so many other people who do it like a lot better than than like he does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I feel like any pocket he he, he tries to go into, that will be. So many other people who do it so much more better than he. Does. Yeah, yeah. Like he had, he had a lane within the Christian hip hop sector that was his. That was clearly his. Um, but with him stepping out of it, there's this new rediscovery, or having yeah, having to rediscover what that then plays out to be. I think he had an idea the demographic he wanted to address and stuff. But the practicality of actually reaching that, I don't know. But I think his his yeah his recent albums have have been a bit 
so I liked church clothes. I liked gravity. Um, I liked a norm. I liked Churchill three a lot. All things work together. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Let the trap say amen. There's like two two tracks on it that I like, but still, yeah, it's just like his his sound isn't mainstream, and it isn't quite Christian mainstream anymore. Yeah. So it's more indie. So it's them ones where you you kind of need that core fan base, but. It's like, yeah, bro, um, have, a tr- have a listen to the singles already, to the listeners. So there is Zombie, Drown, and I think it's Deep End. Yes, Deep End. Those three singles out on Spotify currently. Have a listen to those in anticipation for the album itself. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Cool. All right, let's round up. Um, shout out to Wood for the intro, outro music, Calvin Tunnel for the ordinary amazing logo. Mm. Fans on Twitter at the Furnace UK, mm. on Instagram TBS Furnace. <gasps> you can email us at TBS Furnace at Hotwell.com. You can find us at SoundCloud.com forward slash Blacksmith Furnace, no apostrophe. Come on. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, Blacksmith Furnace with no apostrophe. I think that's everything. I think so. Peter should be back next week. Yes, sir. But yeah, we're well, the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Hello. Hello.